came up with this sort of cheesy tagline, something we really believe in, though. It's, we want to see the whole church whole again. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. This is your host, Joshua, and my co-host, your co-host, Tiger Eastwan, TJ. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Skull Candy Headphones. It's not. We are not sponsored. Yeah, we're not, we're not sponsored at all. But I did run them through the wash a lot. Their headphones are great because they still work. Yeah, we need that to record, so that, that's cool. Um, we're still looking for people to leave comments on our iTunes and Google Play, so if any of y'all are listening, if you'll like doing that, please do. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and read someone whose comment. We got up to four since the last podcast we recorded. Right. Yeah. And this is from Troy in Pineville, North Carolina. It says, interesting to hear about the progression of the church and how non-traditional ways of interacting has become popular for the untraditional users. Great commentary in real-life scenarios. boy, Josh and Tiberius. He meant Joshua. And Tiberius Juan. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was, that was good stuff. We're looking for more comments. If any of you guys want to, we're going to be reading them on, on the podcast live. And again, we're also trying to get people to sign up for Patreon. Patreon. We're Patreon. at three right now. Yeah. And okay. if we get to 21 by the 21st of this coming month, then... We will be giving out a free, was it, what's that Kindle called? Fire 7. Yeah, why couldn't I think of the name of that? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, we're going to give out a free one of those, and I think we're going to be downloading uh, Francis Chan's Letters to the Church on that as well. So, great stuff, great read, free, free is good. I mean, even if you don't you don't really want to commit, signing up that $3, you can unsign up after the first month, I guess, just to be in part of the raffle. Right. Yeah, just for fun. Basically a $3 raffle ticket. Yeah, basically. So please do that. Sign up and leave a comment on either iTunes or Google Play, and I'll stop saying the same stuff over and over if you guys do it. So, right, yeah. All right, and uh, today we're going to be calling uh, Alex Guthrie. This is a podcast we've actually tried to record twice before, and just haven't had the equipment to do it. But thanks to our three patrons, we were able to fund software to kind of get better recording and hopefully use this. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I think the real problem was that I wasn't here for the other two times. Yeah, but that, yeah. that was the issue. Yeah. Yeah, you were only an occasional co-host then. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can call Alex. Hello? Hello. Yep. Got uh, Alex Guthrie here? <laughs> yes. What's going on, man? What's going hey, on? Great to have you. Hey, not much, man. Not much. We actually... We started a new segment to open up with since the last two times I tried to record this with you. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, actually, but, but it's it's a segment where I just ask the most random question I can think of, just for All right. fun. Uh, but but before I do that, I, I wanted to address something from last week's. Uh, we talked about favorite plant. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to Spanish moss. Uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said my favorite plant was bamboo. Spanish moss is really close second. I already loved it because it just looks cool. It's actually part of my tattoo. But it's uh, I recently found out it's neither Spanish nor moss. It's, it's actually part of the pineapple. pineapple family. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah so I just thought that was cool. That? It's part of the pineapple pineapple family. Wow! Isn't that weird? Thought. Yeah. yeah. So I want to give that a honorable mention. That deserves yeah. to be said. You know what? People need to hear that. I think so, too. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this week's has nothing to do with plants at all. <laughs> uh, we actually wanted to go ahead and 
I want to ask everybody, what is your favorite train-related song? I'll let mm. Tiberius start this one. Right. Now, so, do you say train-related? Yeah, train-related. Or by train, I, I guess. guess. That, yeah, that works. I mean, it still I'm, has to do with trains. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Blue Train by, Gone, John, by John Coltrane. Nice. But the uh, the 2003 remastered version. Huh. I, I'm actually going to go with... Um, but yeah. It's so good. Mine's kind of a tie between Night Train by... Was it Jason something? Aldean. Yeah, Jason Aldean. It's a tie between that and This Train is Bound for Glory, Johnny Cash. Damn, you guys are good. You guys are good. Yeah. I really am just going to have to stay with the classic Drops of Jupiter by Train. You said that was awesome. Oh, that's such a good song. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's the best classic. song. Classic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, <laughs> Alex. It's just—it's good to hear from. Actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Can't camera. Yeah. There's an elephant. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh. actually it's a fun animal fact of the day. I think it's messed up that Asian elephants only get one tusk, whereas African elephants get two. Wow. That aggravates me. Yeah. That's <laughs> I actually I just had to bring that up because uh, I have this thing with. Mr. Alex here, where I um, every time I talk to him, I have to give him a fun animal fact. So, yeah, Joshua, I was just at Disney World this last <laughs> week, actually on vacation. Well, and I went to Animal well, Kingdom. Nice. I was thinking about you the whole time. This is how much you would have loved it, especially on the African <laughs> safari when they were just naming off animal facts left and right. I was like, Joshua could do this job. He could drive one of these <laughs> one of these little cars and work at Disney World. He would love it. God, that does look like the best job there. There's a job for you there. Man, I, I should move to Orlando. I love Disney. <laughs> do you uh, you mind telling our, our listeners for the third time <laughs> how how that started? Man, I just remember one day at work just feeling the, the desire to make up a random fact about you that's not true. For those who don't around. know, Alex actually used to work at the same Chipotle that me and Tiberius work at now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we didn't start with that. Yes. And uh, I just started telling everybody that Joshua just loves animals. And that he just is like full of knowledge about animals. You could ask him about any animal pretty much and he could give you an animal fact. And I just started telling people that just to see like what their reaction would be and if they would ask you questions. Little did I know, you really are a wealth of information about animals. So what started as a joke turned into a discovery about who you really are. You are... Alex helped me discover more about myself, yeah. Yeah, the best rumors have a kernel of truth. (laughs) See, but he didn't even know it had truth, though. I didn't even know. That's how rumors start. Man, but it's It's kind of become an important part of myself now, though. Because now I, like, I realize I do know just way more about animals than I think I should. Oh, funny. I was telling everybody that you get, like, a Animal Planet subscription every week, and <laughs> you're like, actually, I used to. I was a kid. Did you say something like that? <laughs> yeah, and then like I started saying something. I was like, wow, why, why, why do I know? Just why do I know? Because like, you, uh, you had an Animal Planet subscription for a little yeah. while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that I would say that that's probably the reason. Yeah, I think my favorite animal fact to give people is all but two of the noises from the song. What does the fox say? Are actual noises that foxes make. Yeah. Also, foxes can scream, which is terrifying. <laughs> like actual, yeah. almost yeah. human screams. Yeah. Tiberius is an actual biology major, so his animal effects are like 
more authoritative. Right. Authoritative? Is that, that's authoritative. Authoritative. Yeah, that, that's authoritative. There you oh, go. Oh, man. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this isn't an animal podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, coming, but, right? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole coming. Animal Kingdom podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, man, part of, part of what I loved about working with you at Chipotle was when customers would come up and they had a headache or their leg was bothering them something, and you would just straight up be like, hey, my legs bother me. Does your leg hurt? Let me pray for you. And you just like, I would literally like, I'd get other people at work with, hey, hey, wait, wait, look at this, look at this. And we just like all stop and watch you just pray for random customers and see if they got healed or not. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, there was a, one day we took a break together and what was it? My shoulder was out of place that day. Popped out of place. Yeah, I remember that. What? Yeah. Yeah. My shoulder popped out of place and Alec prayed for me on break and Shoulder was good. That is awesome. Good oh, yeah. That was, it's cool stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about faith healing and Holy Spirit gift stuff today. Yeah. Um, before we did, I have a quote from Francis Chan, who will be on the last episode of the first season of this podcast. He just doesn't know it yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> his book, Forgotten God, which has made a really big impact on my life. I've actually talked about it before on the podcast, just how it's personally affected me. Um, I was, was that the, that was the testimonies talk yeah. with, with David Bizarro and Matthew. Yeah. It wasn't on that. Yeah. But yeah, that was on there for those who are curious what I'm talking about. Anyway, I'm just going to read part of this book to everybody. Reading this book won't be easy. No matter what religious tradition you come from, you likely carry baggage and harbor stereotypes when it comes to the Holy Spirit. It's going to require laying aside your baggage and stereotypes so that you can be open to what God wants to teach you. Are you willing to do that? And I do think even when we talk about faith healing or we talk about tongues recently, I think immediately everybody has either like a, oh yeah, he's on our side or, oh no, he's one of those. You know, like there yeah. are those stereotypes, like what he's talking about there. Yeah. Some of you, what he, he goes on, he says, some of you hear the term Holy Spirit and automatically worry that I am going to get wildly charismatic. Others think of extreme conservatives who never acknowledge the Holy Spirit in word or deed. And wildly, I'm not going there. Wildly charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he goes down and he says, Some of you would like it if I said we were going to find a healthy balance between unhealthy extremes. That's, everybody's comfortable with moderation. And in a lot of cases, it's good. He says, that's not what we're going to do. When we're referring to God, balance is a huge mistake. God is not just one thing we add to the mix called life. He wants an invitation from us to permeate everything and every part of us. In the same way, seeking a healthy balance of the Holy Spirit assumes that there are some who have too much Holy Spirit and others who have too little. He says, I have yet to meet anyone with too much Holy Spirit. And you know, he goes on, he's like, yeah, I don't think there's a Christian out there who's like, actually, I had enough God thinks. I'm, I'm good. Right. And I, I mean, I don't think we verbally say it. Some, some people probably actually do feel that way, where they're like, yeah, I don't want to be any more religious. I'm comfortable where I'm at. But I don't think anyone yeah. would verbally, who's a Christian, be like, yeah, no, I have, have, I've had enough God. Right. And the part with the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that that's something God wants to give you. That's part of who God is. And yeah. uh, if we're saying we want more of God, that means we need to chase after some of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. So, uh, that was my intro to, hey, let's, anyone who's listening is like, oh, faith healing, not one of those. Let's hear it out. Think about the gifts of the Spirit. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Called you out. Francis. 
Chan quote. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so, Alex, you you said you grew up in a Baptist church? I did. I did. I grew up in a, yeah, pretty conservative Baptist church. I never heard of Oh, the, one of those. <laughs> I actually never even heard of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, I wasn't, a, I was, as a kid, I was a regular churchgoer who didn't pay attention. And then as a teenager, was not a regular churchgoer. Didn't actually hear, even, I never even heard one testimony. I was still, never, I had never even heard of Benny Hinn, you know, the famous faith healer guy on TV. <laughs> Hadn't even heard of him until I was 20 years old. So I didn't even have a concept of anything like it happening. So that's kind of where I came from. Yeah, kind of, kind of got a long way. So you grew up Baptist. What, what happened to get you into more of a charismatic pool there? Um, well, long story short, uh, at 19, I started going on a spiritual journey, I guess you could say, but really more of just a, a worldview journey. Um, just trying to understand what all the different main world religions believed. Um, really it was like a six month journey where I was doing a lot of studying, researching my spare time. And then it became kind of like an obsession where I devoted a lot of time to, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, just, um, you know, a few months into that journey, started reading about Jesus and seeing the differences between the things Jesus claimed versus what some of the other, you know, enlightened prophets, if you will, uh, claimed and started sort of opening up my heart based off of apologetics, based off of evidence for Christianity and different things. My heart started to open up and I started to have what I would call experiences <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. Um, I mean, really, I, I was, I was having experiences with, um, just the Holy Spirit that opened me up to, I guess you would call it, you yes, know, charismatic, uh, yeah. world of things. But I didn't, I had no concept of the charismatic world of things. I just knew that, you know, as I was opening up to God, I was experiencing His presence. I was, I was sensing that He was close. <laughs> and I was, you know, tangibly experiencing Him in some ways. I didn't have a grid for it. Um, later on, kind of learned about, you know, there's, charismatic churches who believe this and there's non-denominational churches that are mixed with people who do and don't you know and there's everything else uh, oh, yeah, but I had no I had no good honestly coming in so oh, yeah. and, and I've told you before it's, it's interesting to me just because I, I grew up charismatic to the extent that I'd never been to a Baptist church or a Methodist church or anything until college and that's when while I was at college I went to a Catholic gathering semi-regularly I went to a Jewish synagogue, a, a mosque for a while. I, wow. Yeah, just just to see all the different things, yeah. just kind of experience it. And then I think the big takeaway, I went to, I went to not a denominational church for most of the time. And I just kind of realized God's in a lot of stuff. Right. And he's in a lot of different churches. And I think that's when I started getting really passionate about church unity. So, right. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me that you kind of did like the flip of what I did, you know, where you, you started yeah. in Baptist church and then you're like, oh, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember being fascinated, you know, at 20 when I met, you know, I had my, my first opening up to God, learning about the charismatic church and thinking, wow, there's people who have known about the Holy Spirit since they were kids. I had no clue, you know, never even heard one story. So it is amazing, you know, just to think that's your it's background. Actually yeah, it's crazy. I actually, my, my parents like to tell stories of when I was a kid in Florida that, uh, all like in one day, 
there was a lady who had, I forget what the disease was, but it was like a terminal disease. The doctor said it couldn't be healed, and our whole church got together, and we prayed for her, and then, like, later that day was when she had her, whatchamacallit, the doctors did her, C, her CAT scan, hmm. and found out everything was fine, and, you know, this was on a Sunday, so we prayed that morning, we found out that evening, and then I think we, my parents were taking me out to ice cream right after church that night. And we saw a dog with, like, a like broken, his leg was, like, broken, like, visibly broken. Yeah. And, like, 10-year-old Josh was like, oh, hey, I know what to do. We just prayed for this other lady. Let's go pray for this dog. And I, like, watched the bone set back in place for this dog. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Which, yeah, so it was, like, it was, like, it's weird. I've just been hearing a lot of these stories and I realize most people don't see it. I actually even had a professor when I was at Charleston Southern who straight up was, like, the one of the reasons he didn't believe in the Holy the gifts of the Holy Spirit was because he was like, yeah, we never hear about them, so they must not happen. Right. Like, no, you're just not talking to the right people, guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's not something you brag about. Yeah, it's not, it's not something that's going to be on the news. I prayed for a dog's leg and healed it. Because that makes people not believe you. <laughs> yeah, well, also, it sounds like right. I did the... I mean, it's yes. not you, you know, it's God. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the dog testimony wouldn't be the first one you would, <laughs> you would get to tell <laughs> right. people about him, all right? Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm Tiberius. Talking. Nice to meet you. Uh, I healed the dog once. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm it's not something that you're like, you, yeah. you brag about. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. it's good for, I think it was good for me just to see that, like, take that with me the rest of my life. But it's not something I'm going to go tell most people. I mean, right. you know, people who listen to the podcast, apparently. But I don't tell most people just because I'm like, yeah, that just sounds like I'm a crazy person. But it was good for me to see, like, on a personal level, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for my faith. See the guy. Those things that stretch your your box, you know, they you can do really impossible things. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, you were still at the Baptist Church when you wrote the song for House Fires, right? Uh, no, no, actually, no. So, um, I used to go to when the church that? that they were kind of formed out of, which is, I guess, is a non denominational church in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So, House hmm. Fires was a was a worship team, and they started writing songs, put out an album, and it. Uh, the song "Good Good Father," probably a lot of a lot of you, you know people listening have heard that song. <laughs> uh, yeah. That one just really took off, and Nick, you know, House Fires was traveling the world playing. So uh, yeah, they were the ones who originally sung that song before Chris Tomlin made it popular. Exactly, so that was really right. cool. Yeah, and um, you, yeah, the song you wrote was "Pastures." So you wrote that while you were were you part of the charismatic movement by that point, or? Yeah. Um, say that you know it's, it's funny I, I I don't even know that our church we wouldn't call ourselves a charismatic church and you know then I you know by the time I was I worked for the church that they came out of and then um, I started youth pastoring at a church in my hometown which is you know the suburbs of Atlanta and even that I don't think we would ever we've ever called ourselves you know we're a charismatic church but um, you know as, as far as a denomination you know we're not a Pentecostal church or you know associated with some Denomination, I guess it's also kind of non-denominational, but it, but if we do, uh, <laughs> you know, we're open to the charismatic, uh, yes, you know, if if you want yeah. to call it that, you know, we. Um, so yeah, I was already kind of in a church that believed in those things, right? Interesting, interesting. Well, I did have, or I say I did. Tiberius had that song queued up. We were going to play just a little bit for people who are listening to kind of hear some of uh, Alex's work. Yeah, awesome. 
kind of got a bit of a long intro, but I, I think it's a really good song. Everybody should check it out. It's called Pastures, and that's by House Fires. What's the album? Uh, we Say Yes. We Say Yes. Stuff, man. So you you do everything from you've been a worship pastor, you've been a youth pastor, you've gone around healing people, and, and now you're making a movie. How do, <laughs> how do you do? How do you go from all these things? You just anything that involves Jesus, you're like sign me up, or it's like, well, hey, I can do that. Gosh, Jesus, great... yeah, I know the guy. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, I think especially when I was younger, I was um, uh, you know, I mean, for you know, for years, I've just been kind of trying trying a lot of different things out, you know, trying different places in ministry and sort of trying to see where I fit and discovering, discovering things about myself in the process, you know, and which ultimately, I mean, obviously doing things with music and then now, um, yeah, now setting out on this new journey of making a film. So yeah, lots of different Jesus stuff. Film is about <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. of course, if yeah. anybody's wondering. So it's a, <laughs> What, what, what can you tell us about this movie? What, what's it about? How did it start? Where, where did the vision come from? Everything. Yeah. Just, just tell us absolutely everything about it. Describe it scene by scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, read the script for us. <laughs> I think it was three or four years ago, a good friend of mine, John Bartine, um, he and I had, a, I had an idea to just start filming, you know, normal... <laughs> nine to five working, you know, job working, you know, Christians, uh, who also in some of their spare time go out and pray for the sick. And we thought we could make a really neat documentary, just highlighting, uh, you know, showing that average, I guess, if you will, Christians, people that don't have big platforms, um, can do some of the same things that people with big platforms can do. Right. And so we had this idea, but you know, life, (laughs) different things got in the way and, we never actually uh, went for it, um, but a few years later, got reconnected, um, and the idea came back up, um, but sort of like the idea, we started talking about it, and it started expanding, and we came up with a, you know, after years go by, you know, like just different things that were on our hearts that we also kind of wanted to put into a film, so it's, uh, we just decided to just take a leap and, and go for it, you know, and so that's kind of, that's when I was living in Charlotte, um, we decided to just you know, I was working with you at Chipotle, but then, um, you know, we just kind of had this, 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 
film idea come back up and the vision had really grown and uh so yeah we just um took a leap of faith man so a few months ago and we've been been traveling and capturing a lot of god stories the last few months what's the movie about now you said originally the idea was to kind of feel yeah film nine to five people who are christians and out doing like faith healing stuff what's it more about now yeah you know so like for us there's two phrases that uh two kind of key ideas that, that that really inspired the film and one is that that idea that the works of jesus you know which a lot of things embody the works of Jesus, not just the miraculous, not just praying for strangers in public, but there's a lot of things that we would consider the works of Jesus being the hands and feet of Jesus to the world. Um, you know, those things are for all believers, that all believers can see God work through their lives in one way or another, right? And so, um, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to make a, a film about that. But the second phrase, the second idea is really just that, God is doing things all over the world and the stories need to be told. <laughs> um, and so we kind of set out to capture uh, a lot of our favorite stories, things that we know that are going on in the world, friends of ours, um, different people that we've, you know, gotten connected to through the years and even some that we wanted to be connected to, uh, to hear their stories. Um, but you know, it's, it's just a story about, it's really just a story about God and things that he does how he uses regular people to do them. <laughs> um, and that there's more tangible things, I guess, that God is doing on the world, you know, in the world than, than people realize. And we just felt those stories needed to be told and we wanted to capture them on film. So, so in a nutshell, that's, that's what we're going for. What I'm getting, and uh, please chastise me, correct me, and rebuke me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, uh, what what I'm hearing is it's sort of like when you get really involved in a TV show and you watch the TV show and it's like like Scrubs or something. Let's say Scrubs. And then a few <laughs> years later, they're like, hey, here's our episode of what JD is up to now. I feel like like it like it's that. Like we have the Bible. It's like our main series. And then it's like, if you're wondering what God's up to now, here it is. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Sort of like that. Exactly. You know, it's like in the book of Acts, it says... Uh... You know, the disciples, it says they couldn't stop talking about the things they'd seen and heard, you know. But like you said, there's professors, right, who are teaching that these things don't happen because they never hear about them. And so there's this thing of like, you know, the stories just got to be told. The stories need to get out there. And that, we feel like one of the best ways for stories to be told is through film, you know, through the media, the, the medium of film, you know, that it's just such a powerful to be able to see things happen with your own eyes, to be able to kind of go into the homes, if you will, of even some of these people that, that we're, we've been interviewing and, and hearing about the lives of, you know, be able to capture it on film and share it with the world is really special. So, um, you know, it's kind of like we, we do, we want to just, we just want to be getting the God stories out there, you know, maybe these stories will inspire other people to realize that they could, you know, their own vision or, or that they could even do something similar, you know, they'll be inspired to, to go out and, and, and do, you know, what's on their heart to do. So. To backtrack a little bit, first I just want to, there's just a few things you said I was like, oh yeah, yeah hey, this. Um, first, I, di I did want to say that that professor, great guy, I love him. I think he's just one of the Christians who are just really on fire for God. We just kind of differ on whether speaking in tongues or faith healing and stuff still happens. And gotcha. He actually 
I don't want to name drop, but we'll say I have talked to him about being on the podcast, so that that could be really cool to ask. Oh, him. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, another thing, because you were talking about not just the miraculous when you're talking about the gifts of the spirit. Francis Chan's book that we we are going to drop the link to that in this. That's the Forgotten God that I read from. He has a story at the end of each chapter, just people who are really involved with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and a lot of a lot of them surprised me because it was like, "Hey, here's a story about how these two people loved someone in a way that wouldn't be humanly possible without the Spirit of God." And I was like, "Oh, mm. that's that's what I wasn't expecting." You know, I'm expecting like, "Yeah, they raised the dead," <laughs> but instead, you know, I was like, "Oh yeah, here's some people who just have God's joy in like unspeakable ways." And you're like, "Right, oh, right, that is that is cool. Absolutely. That is." Absolutely, yeah. man. So I, I didn't. I want to address both of those, and then um, there was, there was another yeah. thing I wanted to. Okay, first before we go on, the y'all started your own production companies, immersion videos, right? Right, immersion video productions. What's uh, what's the name of this movie though? Because I always uh, remember well, that, but I can never remember the name of the movie. Yeah, uh, the name is uh, Welcome to the Kingdom. Welcome mm. to the Kingdom. Okay, and that's coming out. Um, you know, originally we had said fall, but I think we're pushing it back to next spring. Okay, sweet, sweet. So people can, can look for that. Um, right. Now, I, I do did want to ask a couple things. Uh, mainly, there is a lot of, I'll say there is a lot of divide in the church concerning stuff like faith. You know, it's almost like a lot of people feel like, oh, tongues, I don't agree with that, but that's harmless. You know, they can they can speak gibberish that that's no big deal but then faithfully like some people even in the church take a, almost offense to that like oh why not just take them to a doctor that's not real what are you doing right yeah so what's um why do we think that is i mean we, people are okay reading their bibles about healing and then when they hear someone's doing it real time today it's like yeah yeah don't do that you know i think that i think there's a lot of reasons for that i think um to be honest, it's, it's wild. Even the stories that I've heard of, of of people that you know chose not to go to a doctor um, and chose to to stand for for healing, and and maybe they didn't see the result that they that they were wanting, you know. And um, some people have bad taste in their mouths from stories they've heard like that, or um, some people just you know some people have, have taken healing to such an extreme as to say like. You know, doctors are evil. You should never go to see a doctor. You know, like, and I think that there's just, I think there's <laughs> medicine just, uh, bad, <laughs> right, right. I mean, there really are, there really are some people who you know have taught that and believed that. And, uh, so you have different extremes where some people I mean, are just turned off to the whole idea of, of of healing happening supernaturally, and some people who are completely turned off to any other way of getting healed. So, um, yeah, you kind of got two different ends of the spectrum. What yeah? What's crazy is I know um, I, I've known a guy who even was really bothered because he had been in attendance with a pastor who prayed for somebody who just injured their legs. While they were at the gym, and then immediately when they were done praying, went okay. Now let's get him in the car, take him to the hospital. And he was like, "Well, why? Why did we pray? We didn't weren't even going to see if it did anything before we took it. You know, <laughs> right. like, we didn't yeah. even stop and go. Hey, do you happen to feel better? Like it was just like oh, up immediately take him to like they weren't expecting it to work, and that really bothered right. him. Right. I, I guess like I guess it would like if you're like there and you're with the pastor and you see okay we're gonna pray now it's like oh yeah he believes this and then immediately goes amen all right time for the hospital well Does you know and really I think I it? think that that's I think that's a common um, expression of you know in Christianity when it comes to praying for healing is 
you know, you'll have small groups, you know, saying, hey, let's take prayer requests. You write all the prayer requests on the whiteboard. You know, people say this person needs to be healed of this or this person needs to be healed of that. But no one's really expecting a miraculous outcome as far as the way that, that you know, the Bible describes. Is that why it doesn't work a lot of the time? Instant healing. What's that? Is that why it doesn't work a lot of the time? Is it just because we're not really expecting it? Well, you know, I think I think faith is what, you know, is expecting something. You know, I think faith is, is trust. And, and I think that there's, you know, Jesus says it's, it's faith, uh, the size of a mustard seed, actually. But it's faith that moves mountains, right? And so I do believe there's, there's a connection between faith and, and what we see in the miraculous. Absolutely. And then um, I guess I get a little little bit harder of a question here, though. Um, as far as you know, healing's concerned, in First Corinthians, Paul does say some has the gift of healings and some does don't. But then again, like we're all kind of taught to pray for healing. So what's what's the deal with that? Why is like one spot in the Bible like yeah, some people have this gift, some people don't, and then other places it's like oh yeah, everyone who's a believer will lay hands and sick will be healed. Which is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I teach what I believe is that. Um, said that this is one of the signs of the believer. You know, he lists like, these signs will follow those who believe, right? In Mark 16, it says, and one of the things he lists is they'll lay their hands on the sick and they'll recover. Um, you know, he tells his disciples in, uh, in Luke 10, he tells them to go out and heal the sick. You know, he expects the disciples to go out and heal the sick, right? And so you could argue maybe the disciples had a gift of healing. Uh, my understanding and, uh, you know, I love the conversation. Uh, my understanding is that, you know, I've actually, through the years, met people that I would say, I would say they have a gift of healing. I had a good friend in Charlotte. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of like when, when a child is playing Beethoven by the age of five, right? You say, that person has a gift, <laughs> you know? But when a 40-year-old has been practicing for 20 years to play that same song, you say, no, he practiced and he learned. Right. And I think that, that there's a connection to, you know, some people are given a gift of healing in the sense that it is something that the way that their mind works, the way their faith works, the way that, you know, their story has, has, has unfolded, the things that they're drawn to, the miraculous starts coming easy in their life. Right. But yeah. the gifts are given, you know, it says in Ephesians 4, 12, for the building up of the body. And so actually we're all called to receive from people who have other gifts. And so some of us have to practice and learn and become more intentional with the things that, become, that come easily to others, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no it makes sense. I, um, awesome. I, I guess I'll, I'll throw the disclaimer out here. Not, not because... I just don't want to say how I believe one way or the other sometimes. Just because right. I'm like, I, I want to have your opinion like undoctrinated on here. And it's like... Right. Yeah. Yeah, so just, just so you know, I kind of try not to put some opinions out there. Some things that I'm like, oh yeah, I, I can look at the Bible and say 100% I know this to be true. Some stuff that I'm like, I still need to need to study more before I say it one way or the other. So I just kind of right. like having others of people. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let our guests be the smart ones. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's all on you. Be smart. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I would say that's that's the way I've come to, to wrap my mind around it and understand it. You know, and I think that there's some people who who really devote a lot of their lives to healing. You know, you see faith, you know, some of these famous faith healers through the years who end up with stages and platforms, or they're just constantly ministering in the gift of healing the sick, right? Kind of, the, they, they devote a lot of their lives to it. And it's, even in that way, 
like, you know, some people are maybe called to a lifestyle of that in ways that other people are not. You know, I believe sometimes God even calls people to be doctors and medical, you know, calls people in the medical, the medical field, medical missions, and there's all sorts of beautiful things. Um, but I believe that, every, I guess the main thing I would say is that every believer can walk in some measure of, of seeing sick healed. That's, that's the, that's my, in a nutshell, <laughs> describing the good healing. Obviously, I could expand a lot further, but. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, see, I'm, I'm looking at, I, I do find it interesting, the way First Corinthians 13 starts, it's right after, you know, he's talking about all the gifts of the Spirit. He says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, he's talking about speaking in tongues, but don't have love, I've become a noisy gong or a clanking cymbal or just something that makes a lot of noise. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I know everything, know all the mysteries, all knowledge, I know everything about the Bible, and if I have all faith, so I could remove mountain like the faith of mustard seed, all that stuff. Yeah. If I don't have love, I'm nothing. And and I think yeah. because he says that right after the other stuff, I, I think that would include, correct me if I'm wrong, the gift of healing. So oh, my question then is, the people who pursue healing, like that's like their main thing, they're pursuing healing. Are they, um, are they missing out on the bigger picture or? I mean, there'd be a case-by-case case, uh, study. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. it's it's all about what you're motivated by, right? You know, I think yeah. maybe there are people who are, you know, motivated by wrong motives or why they go after healing, but maybe some of them, probably a lot of them, go after it with a lot of love for the person in front of them, you know? And I think that's, you know, that's some or love for puppies between with broken God and limbs. Them. What's that? A love for puppies with broken limbs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man. So, um, would you, so you, would you say that everyone should pursue the gift of healing? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have a desire, right? If you, you know, if you, if you want to see God move through your life in that way, I just tell everybody there's never been a person and I've, you know, I've taught classes on, you know, the gifts and I've, I've, you know, taught a youth group how to pray for the sick. I've um, been with, you know, just different churches. And um, I always tell people that I've never met a person to this day who, when they decide that they want to see that happen through their life, and they decide to go and try until it happens, I've never seen one of those people not see it. You know, any person who who desires, you know, I just think it's not, you know, when Jesus says, like, it's, it's a sign that'll follow believers. He's not saying like, unless you heal the sick, you're not a believer, right? Like he's saying that this is just a normal thing that is available to anyone who's a believer. This is available. Okay. You know, okay. and these are the kind of these are the kinds of things you'll see. You can see from a believer's life. This will happen. You know. So anybody yeah. who wants it, it's not. It is you know. It is not the badge that you wear to prove that you. You know. You made it as a Christian or, you know, that you're a real Christian or anything like that, right? It's not like the top level of subscription where, like, you've got to do this, then you get everything else. Yeah. Exactly. This is included. Base level. You know, it's just like Jesus talks about. It's like freely you've received, freely give away. You know, it's a a free gift. It doesn't add anything to your spirituality, right? But it is a beautiful thing. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's... it's an interesting topic because, like you said, that there's a lot of divide over it. And there's, okay, so when do we go after healing? And when do we just send someone to the doctor, right? But yeah. um, 
but it, it is a, it's definitely an incredibly uh, powerful tool, um, especially just to show someone the love of God who's never experienced it before, um, or you know, known that they're experiencing it before, right? Or it, yeah. so, in some ways, it's an evangelistic tool. In some ways, it's just you know, um, like you said, like why not go for healing first before seeing a doctor? Because you know, if we see God invade in that way. Um, you know, <laughs> save us a lot of time, right? And a lot of effort yeah. to a doctor. But, uh, you know, yeah, not against doctors yeah, at all. Yeah, but, no one wants to go back. Just pray. Right. <laughs> that should be your slogan. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Ain't nobody got time. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Oh, so, that's uh, praying's a lot cheaper than going to a hospital. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. gonna, big picture exactly. again. You... It's just practical. Yeah, <laughs> you said the, movie, the movie's going to be about people pursuing the spirit in general, like not just the miraculous ways. So if we if we see more people do that, you know, more Christians are pursuing the spirit, whatever kind of way that they do, well, you know, they're pursuing it. What are some things that we could see change in the church if that happens? Wow. Um, so, if, so the question was, if we see people, more people pursuing the gift of the spirit in general, you said, the yeah. Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, I think we'd see more people feel empowered to want things to do, the things that God's put inside of them to do. Um, because, you know, for one thing, I think the, you know, this is a whole other topic, but, you know, even the gift of prophecy, for example, really helps build out the church, right? So it helps people really discover who they are and what's inside of them, and, right, the whole church. And, um, and so that's just one gift, for example. You know, I think, I think we see, I think we see a church that's, um, that is loving the world the way Jesus intended it. Because I always thought, I feel like the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It isn't just the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Not just the person of the Holy Spirit yeah. himself. Even you know, people pursuing the Holy Spirit himself. I think make a more, you know, a passion-filled church. Um, but you know, I think. Um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are like God's love language to the world. And he's got many, but these are some of I think his favorites. You know, is to see someone who is hurting feel well. Someone who's sick recover, right? Uh, to be able to speak a word to somebody that encourages their heart in due season, right? Um, yeah, there's some, they're God's ways of loving the world supernaturally that the, the rest of the world can't, you know? So I yeah. think we see a, a church loving the world the way that Jesus uh, envisioned. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna add the link to your Facebook for the immersion video so people can follow that and see when it's gonna come out. Um, awesome. Before we go, I have a last segment is uh, we like to end with a God moment from everybody. So I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine. This it's just you know our God moment of the week. I um, yeah. oddly enough, mine mine kind of comes from the podcast. I was listening over the one with um, Mandy McLaughlin and Chris Galloway. It's uh, Camp and Tongues Talk. And at the end, Mandy said hers was just getting some alone time. She was, no, she was just talking about needing alone time with God. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So break at work today, I just kind of sat out with the Bible for a little bit. And it was oddly peaceful. Hmm. And I didn't realize how stressed I was until I just took time to be at peace. And I was like, oh, that's right. This is good. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's really simple. But yeah, yeah. that's mine. Uh, mine is from... Uh... Our podcast with Ciro Prabhu, because we Whoa. recorded that <laughs> recently. 
Yeah, like two days and, ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His, uh, the question we gave him at the beginning was favorite plant. It was such a banal question. <laughs> and his, his answer was insane. <laughs> it was and, so uh, good. It just kind of showed me that, like, anything that you put God into, you will get insane returns out of. Like, he took that question and turned it into a metaphor for church unity. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So that, oh, I think fun. that's my God moment of the week. Alex? Come on, he's everything. Um, Challenge mode. You also have... Podcast is... What's that? I think you were about to do the challenge without me telling you what the challenge is. <laughs> I was going to say, just because this podcast, you know, you brought me in to talk about healing. Specifically, I'll share a healing testimony from this week. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was going to make the challenge be, so... Ah, that's awesome. Good job. Well, dude, this is really cool. So I led worship for a conference um, at a church, the church actually that I used to work at in the in the in the burbs of Atlanta. <laughs> um, and there was a there was a guest speaker from I want to say Virginia, uh, and he was sharing. And um, my mom was in attendance, right? And my mom had this knot in her neck, um, and it was causing her a whole bunch of pain. I think she. She said it was like an eight or nine, like on the, you know, one to ten scale, right? Ten wow. the worst. There's a whole bunch of pain. And like, as he's just speaking, this knot disappears and the pain leaves out of her neck. I mean, she was just like having a moment with the Holy Spirit, you know, during the teaching. And, um, she was healed without anyone laying hands on her, without being prayed for in the middle of a sermon. <laughs> I, I was really honestly amazed by that when she shared that with me. I thought that That's was crazy. incredible. It is, it is crazy. That's a crazy it, it amount of pain. It hits home when it's your mom, right? That's a lot of, that's a lot of pain. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of one of my, my favorite God stories of the week, and it's a healing for you. So, bam, two for one. Nice. Very nice. Man, yeah. Was, it was great having you, man. Dude, oh, I need to touch on it before you go, actually. Um, What's that? I found out. I visited Cumberland Island, which we're going to be on the site recently announcing our trip. We do that once a year, a trip to Cumberland getaway. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I found out something. You should go. Turns out, first off, that that's the largest like place for a logger neck. No, logger rack? Whatever. Loggerhead sea turtles? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think of the word. Usually I know that word. Yeah, but that's their biggest Animal breeding genius, ground. guys. But no, no, the thing I actually cared about, there's only one type of sea turtle I haven't seen yet, and it's the leatherback sea turtle. Ooh. Turns out, they make nests on that island, too. So guess what I'm going to try my best to find? In October. Is it what? A leatherback sea turtle? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited, man. That's going to be the best thing. <laughs> I can see one, it'll, it'll make my entire life better. All right. Josh, let me know whenever you want to get this, you know, sea turtle hatching movement going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm in. We're, we're going to make our own t-shirt. We talked about that at, with customers at Chipotle last October, because I found out that's when uh, sea turtles hatch. I was like, we need shirts for a sea turtle hatching month. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna be doing that. Y'all, y'all look for our merch. <laughs> because it's one of those things. There's so many people who are unaware that October is people, the month. More people should be aware. <laughs> people need to know. Oh man, dude, it's been great talking <laughs> to you, man. Always good. Thank you so much for having me on, bro. Great to be uh, no, on Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Right, good luck with the video, man. Thank you so much, man. All right. Bye. Love you, dude. Peace. I love you, dude. Okay. So, um. That was Alex Guthrie. This is the Whole Church Podcast. 
Don't forget to leave a comment on iTunes or Google so more people can see the podcast and hear about church unity. So hopefully we can actually achieve some goals with church unity. We, we want to see, I think if more people see that people care about church unity, we'll, we'll be able to yeah. see it happen. And more Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, it's $3 a month. Yeah, there's no like contract you can support for one month and then stop. Which will help you with our giveaway. Yeah, uh, Amazon Fire Seven. Yeah, Amazon Fire Kindle Seven. Yeah. 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 Also, so, follow us on our Facebook or Instagram page. It's just Call Church Podcast, and you can also subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. You can watch your God's story. We'll put it up on the podcast. If you guys email us at uh, thewholechurchatgmail.com. Love having there. What are some future guests we have done? Uh, future guests, uh, Doctor Keith Sharp. Uh, yeah, just next week should be Dr. Keith Sharp, my personal mentor from Carlson. I'm really excited about that one. A personal uh, friend of mine, Andy Pardo, scheduled for sometime within the next year. <laughs> He's a super busy guy. Oh, uh, I just got a confirmation for I'm really excited about what we're going to get over the summer. The General Presbyter of the United States of America, Church of God of Prophecy, is yeah. Tim Coulter. So if y'all want to hear General Presbyter, which is actually a pretty big deal. Just keep listening. Yeah. And of course, Francis can. Yeah, but at the season. end of season one. He just isn't aware of that yet. Yeah. However long season one takes. Hey, thank you guys for listening.